Welcome to the Senior Dog Revolution, where we discuss how to give our senior dogs the best life they deserve, where age is just a number and health and happiness of our senior pets is a priority. Hello, everybody. It's Dr. Monica Tarantino, and welcome to Senior Dog Revolution Podcast. I'm so excited you guys are here. I actually miss talking to you guys when I don't get the opportunity to. So I think most of you guys know that I work full-time as a clinician, and so it can be challenging for me at times to get to record the podcast because I'm kind of doing it during my off time, and I have a lot going on. So um, it's great when I get a chance to, to get here and talk to you guys because I really love I love connecting with you guys um, online and through the reviews and through our website. So thanks for being here. So today what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about the difference between heart disease and heart failure. So they're two very different things. One leads into the other. That's really the most important thing to know. Um, but we'll talk about the difference because there's different ways that we approach them. In different ways that I think about it when I'm talking about it to my clients, which is honestly every single day. So I think maybe multiple times a day, it's all the time. So we're always talking about heart disease, heart disease to me, it is one of those diseases of age. So certainly younger dogs can get it. You can get it at any age, heart disease, but definitely it is a disease that we see associated with age as well. And so I'm commonly picking up on heart disease and heart murmurs in older dogs and having to advise owners and pet parents as to what to do about it. So today's talk is going to be a little bit more clinical. Past couple talks I've had have been, I try to kind of alternate between like soft topics and and then like scientific topics with you guys. So we're definitely due for a more medical topic here today, and we're going to dive right into that right now. So let's get going with our topic of heart disease versus heart failure in dogs. So let's start by talking about what heart disease actually is. Heart disease is literally a heart that does not function normally. So it's an abnormally functioning heart. And there can be lots of different causes of heart disease and lots of different types of heart disease. So things that can actually cause heart disease in dogs are going to be anything from aging, like we just discussed. It is a disease of age to the breed and the genetics that come along with that dog to nutrition, which can definitely be a real hot topic. And recently we've had some information about grain-free diets being linked to heart disease in dogs. And we are still doing a lot of more, a lot more research on that to get more information on it. Cause there are tons of dogs that are on grain-free diets that don't have heart disease. So, but there has been a link that's been established between those uh, currently and dogs. So there's a lot of different causes of heart disease in dogs. And of course you can also have congenital issues. So just, they're just born with heart disease, um, as well. Let's talk about the most common different types of heart disease in dogs. So there are two main types of heart disease in dogs that we'll talk about. And the first one is going to be disease of the valves of the heart. So each of us and humans included, each of us have valves inside of our heart that open and close. And so your valves in your heart tend to open when your heart needs to fill up with blood. And then your valves of your heart will close when it, your heart needs to contract and pump that blood forward into your body. Okay. So that's the most simple way to define, define it. For dogs, there is a disease called mitral valve disease commonly, though there can be disease of other valves in the heart, like tricuspid valve and more. 
but the mitral valve is probably one of the most important valves in the heart. And that valve can degenerate over time. And that is one of the most common causes of heart disease in small breed dogs in particular as they get older. Now we certainly do see disease of heart valves in large breed dogs too. It can be in any size dog, but most small breed dogs, if they're having heart disease, majority of them actually have it due to the valves of the heart degenerating over time. So that is one of the types of of the main heart disease that we see in dogs. Another type of heart disease that we see in dogs is actually due to the muscle of the heart. And so it's called a cardiomyopathy and the most common type of cardiomyopathy. So think of it as like cardio is heart, myopathy, myo is essentially sensor muscle, and then pathy is disease. So disease of the heart muscle, right? So the most common type of cardiomyopathy in dogs that we see is something called dilated cardiomyopathy. We tend to see this in larger breed dogs. Um, so more classically dogs like Dobermans, um, are, you know, classically one of the dogs that tend to get this disease, but any, any dog can get it. Of course, any size dog can get it, but more commonly it's these larger breed dogs that get this heart disease. And in this heart disease, the actual muscle of the heart starts to, starts to degenerate a bit and it starts degenerating to the point where it starts wearing thin. And so when the heart actually tries to contract, these muscles are so thin that there's not very much force to contract with. So the blood has trouble moving forward out to the body and it can kind of back up. And so those two things I just talked about, disease of the valves of the heart and disease of the muscle of the heart are the two most common causes. Now, there are tons of other different types of heart disease as well. There can be um, arrhythmias that dogs develop. There can be narrowing of chambers or vessels around the heart called stenosis. There are tons of other things too. But as far as the two main heart conditions in dogs, the disease of the valves and disease of the heart muscles are probably the most common ones that we see. Okay. So let's talk about how heart disease can progress to congestive heart failure. So congestive heart failure is defined as fluid being retained somewhere in the dog's body. Most commonly, we see fluid being retained in the lungs or in the chest. And then secondly, we can see fluid being retained in the belly of the dog, so in their abdomen. And we also, another way to kind of define heart failure is we just call it congestive heart failure. And that's because they're getting congested because there's fluid accumulating in different places in their body. Okay. More classically, we tend to see it in the lungs. Um, but like I said, you can also see it in the belly. And the reason why congestive heart failure happens is it happens when there is a severely diseased heart. That's why. So you can have mild heart disease you can have moderate heart disease, and then you can have severe heart disease. And we don't tend to see congestive heart failure unless an animal has progressed, their heart has progressed to the point where that heart disease is severe. Okay. So once you've got a pet that has severe heart disease, you're at the point where you really need to be monitoring for signs that they're going into congestive heart failure. The reason why is that congestive heart failure can be deadly right? So dogs can die from congestive heart failure, particularly congestive heart failure associated with fluid building up in the lungs. So the more fluid that starts to build up in those lungs, the less lung they have to breathe with. And so I hate to actually even compare it to this, but this is the best way that I can, I can convey it to people. But 
the more fluid that builds up, the closer they are to basically drowning themselves, if that makes sense. And that's because that heart that is diseased is unable to push fluid forward and out towards the body. And so fluid will build up and back up into the lungs or into the belly, like we had discussed. Okay. So heart failure is a life-threatening condition and the way that it comes on can be different. So for some animals, it'll come on kind of slowly over a few weeks um, or it'll come on over a few days. For others, it can come on really quickly and all of a sudden. But there's a couple things that we can do to actually monitor for heart failure. So the big takeaway is that heart disease leads into heart failure. And the entire time you have a dog that's diagnosed with heart disease, you really want to be monitoring for any signs of heart failure. And we do that a couple of ways. We do that through our visits at the veterinary office every six months. If you're, if you have a senior dog, we also do that through periodic monitoring, um, through imaging or through, um, EKGs or through whatever your veterinarian is recommending. Oftentimes we'll recommend anything from chest x-rays periodically to echocardiograms with a cardiologist periodically. So those are two ways that we do it. And then a third way that we do it is that we can have you guys actually count their breathing rate at home. And so that is called monitoring their sleeping breathing rate. Um, and I will commonly have my pet parents do that with their dog if they have a heart murmur and if they're older, especially. So dogs, when they're asleep, they are supposed to, a normal dog is supposed to have a heart, sorry, a normal dog is supposed to have a breathing rate of under 25 to 30 breaths per minute when it's fully asleep. And this isn't when they're dreaming and they're kicking, or it's not when they're lying there and napping, but they're opening an eye and watching you as you walk around. It's when they're fully, fully asleep. And so to actually best count a sleeping respiratory rate, you actually don't want to be touching your dog because you wake your dog up. You want to be standing from like four feet away, right? And kind of creepily, (laughs) creepily watching your dog. And what I will do is I will watch their chest go up and down. So their chest going up and down is one breath up and down again is two breaths. And I'll count that usually over 30 seconds and I'll multiply that number by two. And I'll give you guys an example of how you do that. But ideally, once you do that, the number should be less than 25 or 30. And that can be a helpful indication of whether or not your dog may be going into heart failure is by watching their breathing rate and getting used to what their norm is at home and discussing that with your veterinarian. So that's not like a 100% fail-proof method, but it's a very good thing, a very good thing, a very free thing that you can do at home to help try to monitor your dog when you're trying to figure out if they're going from heart disease to heart failure. So um, I spend a lot of time talking to pet parents about heart disease and heart failure. And what I really want them to know is I want them to know that, Hey, your dog may have heart disease right now, but, and we need to monitor this, but this entire thing that we're going to be doing here, this coming in for exam so I can listen to their heart, let's go into the cardiologist or letting me take x-rays, all these things that we're doing is because we're monitoring your dog's heart, trying to figure out when it's going to go into heart failure. Because once your dog goes into heart failure, that can be a life-threatening event and we need to start them on medication right away. The earlier you catch your dog with heart failure, the more likely we are to be able to intervene and hopefully save their lives. So we can talk more about prognosis with heart failure in a future episode because it really depends on 
the underlying cause of that heart failure, meaning like how bad that dog's disease is, which disease it is. There's definitely different prognoses for um, dogs with heart failure due to mitral valve disease, uh, dogs with heart failure due to dilated cardiomyopathy. They've got different prognoses. And in addition, you know, each dog is slightly different. So they all will progress at different rates. So it all really depends. However, dogs can live uh, once they go to heart failure, we often will start them on diuretics and they can live for a good bit of time. So I'm going to give you guys two examples of dogs with heart disease that are my own dogs, a dog that I had that passed away two years ago and a dog that I currently have. So the dog that I had before, her name was Bon Bon. She was this geriatric Maltese that I adopted at age 14. <laughs> and she actually came to me. She had a a pretty loud heart murmur and moderate heart disease. And I was able to do one surgery on her to help really her quality of life early on as soon as I got her. And then after that, we basically were trying to monitor her various diseases and slow their progression as much as possible and just encourage her to have help her help support her have a wonderful quality of life. So part of that monitoring her was keeping on top of her heart disease. And we did that a couple of ways like like what I just mentioned to you guys, we went to a cardiologist to get echoes done on her. We did frequent physical exams on her to keep tabs in her heart and we monitored her breathing rate at home. And I would say about eight months into having her, she began breathing faster. And we noticed this simply because we were counting her breathing rate every single day when she was asleep. Um, to be honest, if she, if we had not been doing that, we would never have picked up on it because they oftentimes as dogs start going into heart failure, they can look completely normal. They can act completely normal. They can be eating and drinking. She was still bouncing around, getting excited when I got home. She was probably maybe like 10% more tired than normal when she first started going into heart failure. The only thing that helped us really pick up on it was that we noticed when we were counting her breathing rate that it had taken a big jump up. And I'll go into the more details on that in a future episode. But um, we took her to the vet right away. I did x-rays on her and I saw that she had some fluid building up in her lungs, just a small amount. And I started her on some medication and we had Bon Bon with us for another year and two or three months. So maybe um, 14 to 15 months. And she had a wonderful life. Um, even once she was on the diuretics for that last little bit of time, that last bit of time that we got with her, we got way more time with her than we thought we'd ever get with her. With a dog that has heart disease as progressive as hers was when we first got her, we, you really have no idea how long you're going to have with them or how long it is until they go into heart failure. So really just doing those consistent checkups on her really and monitoring that breathing rate when she was at home was really kind of a life-saving thing for us with Bon Bon. The other dog that I have um, currently, his name's Orwell. He's a 13-year-old Maltipoo that acts like a one-year-old dog. He literally sprints around. We adopted Orwell um, about nine months ago. And <laughs> ever since we've had him, we're like, we thought you were old. Like he sprints around the house like a puppy. Like he, he literally can't stop sprinting. He's in a state of sprint and happiness and joy at all times. And it makes him so much fun to have, but we always like tease him and we're like, we thought we were getting an old dog that was going to be like nice and chill. And that's not him, but anyways, he's been, he's been a joy. He actually had came with a heart murmur as well. And he came with a mild to moderate heart murmur and, and mild to moderate heart disease. 
I did a dental on him as soon as I got him because I knew I had this window of opportunity to do it before his heart may start really progressing quickly. And I'm glad that I did it because he had 11 teeth that we ended up pulling on him when we did the dental. And ever since then, we do checkups on him pretty frequently. We take him to the cardiologist every six months to get his heart checked up. He's on a heart medicine. And the one thing that we do with him at home every day is we count his breathing rate, his sleeping respiratory rate, like I told you guys before. And his sleeping respiratory rate is roughly about 22 breaths per minute. So he kind of hangs a little bit higher. And remember what I said was that for dogs, their sleeping respiratory rate should be less than 25 to 30. So Orwell's is almost always at 22. So we watch him there. We take him in for exams. We get those his cardiologist visits going and we watch him really closely because we know at some point he's going to go into heart failure. So currently he has heart disease. He's on a medication to help his heart. Um, It's not a diuretic, so it's not a water pill. Diuretics really help get fluid out of your body. He's not on that yet because he's not in heart failure yet, but we know he's going to go into it and we just don't know what it is, but we're just being as diligent as possible with him right now and watching him really closely because we want to make sure that when he starts even showing any signs of heart failure, that we are going to be right on top of it and get him right into the vet right away. So it's not something you want to wait on. So the very last thing I want to go through with you guys in this episode is signs of heart failure. And I'm just going to kind of list them out for you right now. So a few signs of heart failure in dogs include increased breathing rate. So they're breathing faster, increased breathing effort. So it might seem like they kind of are tugging to breathe, or sometimes it can look like they're breathing from their tummies more so than just their chest. And that's because they're trying to extend almost their diaphragm out because they're finding that they don't have as much lung to breathe with. They can also have um, a decrease in their exercise tolerance. So they're not able to go for walks as far, or they're just not able to exercise as far. They get winded a lot faster. They can also have a cough. And then in the more later stages of heart failure, they can certainly be lethargic and have a decreased appetite. So those are some signs that I've seen with dogs and heart failure. And hopefully that is helpful for you guys. I want to tell you guys, thank you so, so much for being here and for listening to our podcast here. I also wanted to thank everyone who's been leaving reviews for the podcast. I so appreciate it and I really enjoy reading them. So thank you to each and every one of you. If you haven't had a chance to leave a review for me on the podcast and you're enjoying it, if you wouldn't mind leaving a review and writing something, I would super appreciate it. It helps me find more senior dog pet parents who may be struggling with issues that you guys are struggling with as well. So thank you guys again from the bottom of my heart and I hope that you have an amazing week. All content on Senior Dog Revolution is for informational purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for any type of professional veterinary advice for your pet. Your dependence on the content of any information found on Senior Dog Revolution is at your own risk as nothing discussed or mentioned here can replicate a true doctor-patient relationship between yourself and a veterinarian. As always, for veterinary care and advice for your pet, please see your veterinarian.